And if you can believe it, it's Media Memoirs once again. Yes, that's right. It's episode 15 of Media Memoirs. We're back with our yearly podcast where we talk about the things we've watched, listened to and played. My name is Mr. Monday and joining me, I've got the chuckles, the chuckle meister over here, the Zara Nation. Oh, that was so good. Small for a moment. Yeah. (laughs) If you can believe. (laughs) <laughs> we're bloody well back well you better bloody believe it for one year and then you'll get another podcast next year as well if you're lucky if you're lucky that second person that's speaking there is uh jmo g and we also have invader sam the whole Hello. gang's here the whole gang we're, we're all here together again hi guys <laughs> hi how did this happen we haven't done this for ages. We haven't. But one thing we have been doing with a plum is consuming media. Am I right? You bloody well know it. <laughs> you know it. I am. Uh, believe I am it. Once again, <laughs> filled to the brim <laughs> with media. You, yeah. you are overflowing. <laughs> I'm overflowing. It's coming out of every orifice. We've done this. Oh my god. <laughs> We've done this just in time because you cannot you are retain just a media well, library, about, aren't you? I'll tell you what, I've been holding on for so long. I'm about to explode. He hasn't watched. Any, he, hasn't, he hasn't watched anything new since January, just in case. <laughs> oh god. I was about ready to just let loose and just let it go. Let it go. But, You're just going to start talking to random people on the street about your media memoirs. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, the urge was there. The urge was there. You said The Last of Us. You know? <laughs> so, listeners, you know when you see a rambling person on the bus? I think that's probably yeah, been that's... with his um, media memoirs. I mean, it's a real danger. That is what can happen if you don't talk it's about your media memoirs. If we don't do these podcasts. Yeah. In the queue at Testo's. Oh, have you watched Last of Us yet? <laughs> oh, I, I could tell this is going to be an absolute banger. We've really started off strong here. <laughs> have, we have, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I was going to... Oh, you were about okay. to say something I was, I was... <laughs> No, no, no. Um, anyway, right then. So I've listened intently to our last episode and determined that the first person to speak this month is J-Mo. Round of applause for J-Mo. Oh. He's, Hello. He's here. Is anyone there? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> Only joking. Help. God, the jokes hey, get man. worse. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, God. I suppose... <laughs> Moment, where do we start exactly. where I, do you start no i know where do i start bring out your dossier yeah. bring out well, the list. i suppose we're gonna talk about a couple of things that all of us are sort of keyed in like playstation 5s and last of us i'm sure we mentioned that during the episode i suppose i've brought quite a few bits of tech i know we're probably going to talk about the playstation 5 and a bit later on because a couple of us on here have now got playstation 5s um so sorry can i just I, say i feel like that's my fault it is your fault you started this yeah. off like i started a chain reaction and it it got well, out of control it got out of hand 
I also kind of played Greedo as well because he was the first one out of us lot to get a PlayStation 5. That's true. And then he just never uses it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then I suppose I've been looking at one for a while because I've been playing Gran Turismo 7 on a PS4. And mm. I've been tempted because of that is why I moved across to a PS5. And yeah, but we'll talk about it later because I know I'm excited about it. So start of the year, um, Evercade released a third console and it's called the Evercade XP. Um, basically, it's another handheld console. It's their third console in the space of three years, but this one, so the original Evercade handheld was built cheaply to be sold cheaply but obviously it's a retro gaming console i've spoken about it a couple of years ago and it takes cartridges that are all like these different um companies such as um data east or toplan or um code masters mm. or bitmap brothers and they have a, a range of games on each of the cartridges they do arcade games, they've got like old Commodore 64 games, they've got NES games, they've got Mega Drive games, and they they all come with like little booklets as well, detailing the games and the history of each of the games, which is really cool. Um, it's kind of designed for collecting as well. So anyway, the new Evercade EXP, it's a really nice upgrade to the original Evercade handheld device. And they've added the screen is better the build quality is better now it's uh, now it's got wi-fi built into it which doesn't sound revolutionary but obviously the original one didn't have it built into it so when they upgraded the software you had to do this ass around tit way to get the upgrades off a pc onto the original evercade um and obviously there was another Evercade last year, which was like the home console system, which had Wi-Fi built in. But the cool thing about this one is that it's got 18 built-in Capcom games that come with it. And they're all, most of them are arcade versions. So you've got Final Fight, you've got Street Fighter 2 Hyper Edition, you've got Mercs, you've got Captain Commando, and then you've got a few like Capcom, you've got Strider on there as well. And it's the arcade version of Strider, which is the best version of the game, even though the Mega Drive version comes quite close. And then you've got some like old games on there as well, like Mega Man 1, Mega Man 2, Mega Man X. And then you've got the Super Nintendo version of Breath of Fire which is one of the all-time um, best JRPGs. If it wasn't for the original Final Fantasy games, Breath of Fire would be the best of that era of JRPGs from, like, the early 90s. Um, my voice hasn't gone yet, has it? No, J-Mo. No, Crystal, you sound great. Crystal Crystal yeah, that's, that's, that's what fine. Was. Yeah. yeah. What, my voice? <laughs> 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 no, I saw um, um I saw I saw Linus Tech Tips actually review the um Evercade uh, device that you're uh, talking about and the guy yeah, yeah I forget what his name is it's not Linus but this was like a retro gaming kind of Linux guy yeah and uh yeah he was really impressed with it it's it's really cool I mean 
it's got this little mode on the side of it called a there's a tape mode button so it immediately flips the screen vertically and it's designed with arcade shooters in mind so take something like 1942 which is like a vertical arcade shooter so you can play it normal screen horizontally but then you sort of it the image is quite stretched but then because it's got two buttons on it as well where the next to the joypad so as soon as you flip it into tape mode and it does it instantly by the way as soon as it goes into tape mode it feels like you're playing a popcorn vertical shooter the way it should be played um i think it's only it's something that's coming into a few things the switch does it but you have to adjust it in the menu settings for whatever retro game it is you're using that once vertical and some of them don't have it um the tato egret which is like a sort of a mini arcade system that has a really cool version of a tape mode where you press the screen in and you actually twist it vertically and it automatically goes up but this one is the easiest one to do it's just a click press of the button on the side of the handheld and it immediately turns it into a tape mode not all games work brilliantly with it because they some of them need a software update which obviously is in pre-installed onto the system for certain games so there's a couple of carts which have had updates to some of the games stuff like burger time you can now play in tape mode which is the way it was originally it was originally a vertical um, platform game and then you've got stuff like there's an there's a cartridge which is the Toplan arcade cartridge which has got a lot of vertical shooters on it such as tiger heli and have you heard of um thruxton it's an old classic vertical shooter and what's the other one flying shark which is like where you're in a world war one plane and it's an amazing arcade shooter hard as nails so yeah it's quite a cool a cool retro collecting system and yeah the thing is sorry Jim, i was just i was just gonna yeah. say obviously you're the retro guy on the podcast i think so uh yeah. i think um I don't know, it's definitely not for me, but I can definitely mm. see the appeal of it. And you know what's interesting I... about it, actually? Because the website, oh, yeah. the website you, you, you get the, um, the games from and all that is um, yeah. uh, also sells quite a lot oh, of anime, anime, anime weeb games. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, love it, J-Mo. I always see it when yeah, I go on there. <laughs> yeah, fun stock's really good. But the cool thing with the Evercade as well, so although they, so a lot of these games are old retro games, but <clears throat> And they go onto a cartridge so the thing is nowadays people can download a rom from like wherever on the pc but the actual guys that make the games made the games original don't get a share of that so on each of these cards each of the games are licensed on the carts so the original creators or makers of the game get a little bit back from the purchases of the carts mm. which is actually quite nice and it's sort of means that the creators of a game okay they're not getting a lot but at least they're getting something for their creativity and they're you know a lot of these old games if you take something like tiger heli if you brought like a cartridge version from an old system of that you'd be paying like 20 30 pounds for it 
you know, and a lot mm. of the cartridges are only 17 to 20 pounds. Um, so, yeah, oh, there was a plane in the background as well. That was good sad <laughs> timing, wasn't it? Um, and they do have a lot, like, they do have a lot of um, indie games on the Evercade as well. They So modern indie games that work as a NES version or a Mega Drive version, something like um, Xeno Crisis, for instance, which I spoke about on here, I feel like two years ago now. But that is like a, a modern indie game made for retro systems. And they have them on the carts as well. So there's a game called Cathedral, which I'm playing, which is a little bit like Shovel Knight. And I think it came out on the Steam store at the beginning of last year. Mm. But it's also on the Evercade. They've got a dual cart with another game of the thing called Our Wars Awakening, which again is a really good platform action adventure a little bit like a dark souls side scrolling but with nes and mega drive graphics um really cool games um as i say it's a great little system if you want to start collecting and you don't want to spend ridiculous amounts of money on like one of the a proper arcade system or an old mega drive system this is the best way of collecting for old games some of them the emulation's not as good as you'd hope but they they do evercade are quite good with their patches they do patch things every couple of months or so um and they're good with the customer feedback as well so because they are a bit smaller than most other gaming companies they have a really good customer service team and mm. they're always they're, if you've got any issues email customer services and they always get back to you and if you need to replace stuff, they can replace it for you. And it's all fairly smooth. Um, so yeah, um, the Evercade EXP, it's really good. Um, just a quick one, the starter pack for the Evercade EXP, I think it's about 129 pounds. And as well as the built-in Capcom games, you also get an IOM cartridge with it, which features the arcade version of R-Type on there and a really cool side shooting game called In The Hunt, which was made by the people who'd made me the Metal Slug games. Um, and it looks like a Neo Geo arcade game as well. It's really cool. Um, yeah, so that's the Evercade. Um, really cool little retro device. Um, nice, Jamie. Moving on. Yeah, nice. I'm trying to be <laughs> quick because I don't want to overload it. Um, moving on just quickly as well. Metroid Prime Remastered on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I think it came out at the end of... In middle of March. When was that Nintendo Direct? Was it middle of March? No, I think it's older than that now. Didn't it come out a while ago? I think it was March time it came out. So basically, just quickly on this, because I've played through the first section of it. Um, Metroid Prime is one of the all-time great Metroid games. It's first-person... It plays like a Halo game. And it, I think it originally came out on the GameCube years ago. I'm sure it was GameCube. Anyway, Nintendo have obviously remastered it. And it's now on the Switch. And it's much needed. Although, all of a sudden, Nintendo have started to love the Metroid games again. Because all of a sudden, there's a whole load of old Metroid games that are coming to the Switch and it seems like they want to celebrate it. Because Metroid always feels like one of the Nintendo um, 
franchises that doesn't get the same love as Zelda or Mario. Mm. Um, and the, the Metroid Prime games, Metroid games in general, are superb. Like there's some, obviously Metroidvania is a term that comes from Metroid and Castlevania, obviously the way the side-scrolling ones games were. Um, but yeah, Metroid Prime Remastered, like I say, I haven't played, I've played the first few sections. Um, it looks on both the TV and through the handheld, it looks phenomenal. I mean, the tinkering that Nintendo have done on this, and it was never a bad looking game back in the GameCube days anyway. But what Nintendo have done with this remaster, all the lighting effects, um, the weapon sounds, the the actual controls, um, really good, feels really solid. Um, as I was saying, as I was playing through it, it feels like a Halo game um, in many ways. And this is interesting because I didn't realize this before. It has a save system, which is very similar to the Dark Souls bonfires. So basically you have these little areas, you go in, you save your game, all the enemies that you've destroyed previously, they all respawn again. Then you have to move forward through the map or the area. If you get killed, you immediately are sent back to your save point and you have to work up to the point where you were killed again. Punishing, JMO. Sounds punishing. Oh, it's the progress. It's great, though, because you're sort of... You're more um, aware of your surroundings. It is punishing. I don't um, like it, Jamie. I've gone to that age where, you know, I just play games on easy now. I don't care. I, I don't want to be, you know, <clears throat> spending years of my life doing the same thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe in one specific example that might still be true, but not because of difficulty. You know, I think I you just... Feel... I know, I know. But <laughs> I get to that bit where you get to, you know, when you choose your level to play. Metroid Prime doesn't have a... Um difficulty setting actually oh, which is straight, yeah you just go in straight away um but yeah um like i say i haven't played loads of it because i bought a ps5 so then that's <laughs> where a lot of my gaming time's gone to as well um but yeah we can talk about that later because i think you guys want to talk about that don't you i'm sure we'll probably be talking about that oh, a little I'm sure bit we will <laughs> yeah um, just a quick one, a couple of games as well. Wolong, I played on Game Pass. Oh, really? Um, How's that? I played it on Game Pass. Um, oh, he doesn't sound I, impressed. I love that. Was a, that, was a disappoint, that was a disappointed uh, <laughs> yeah. from Jamie. Then. So, basically, I love Dark Souls games and all the From Software games. But I think for Souls likes, I think I sort of turn off a little bit um, at them. Um, this one, this one is like um, Sekiro, um, mm. and it it's okay. The area is very linear. The areas there's a few sort of branching off areas, but it's like a first attempt at Souls like. Mm. Um, it looks okay. The combat is good. As I say, it's like Sekiro. Sekiro is miles better than it though. I think that's the problem. If I hadn't ever played Sekiro or even Ghost of Tsushima, if I hadn't played those, I think I would really enjoy Wolong a lot more. Mm. Um, so, Ben, this is probably more down your field, but 
have you heard much about this game? I mean, I've heard the name. <laughs> yeah, you just no, Jamo just said it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm a bit like you in terms of like. I mean, obviously, I love all of the From Software games. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm yet to play Sekiro. That's that's high on my yeah. list of sort of next games to play. But yeah, I do steer clear from a lot of these other games that are branded Souls likes because. Yeah most of the time like yeah they're good but like i'm sat there i'm thinking like, if i'm in the mood to play this kind of game i'm just gonna go play dark souls you know <laughs> i'm just gonna go and yes go and play elden ring you know yes. and i could and i could yeah. get like the proper yeah you know, experience. experience that i want to yeah. play so yeah. it's like yeah. you know i know a lot of people like the neo games i know a lot of people like yeah. um Oh, what's that it's really uh, futuristic the one? Surge, is it or something? Oh, surge, yeah. The surge, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've seen some people playing that, but it's just like, uh, like, it's like I'm playing like three quarters of a game that I want to play, <laughs> and it's just like, you know. So I'm, it sounds to me like Wo Long is just like, yeah. If yeah, just, there's like, a Ghost of or um. Thank you. So, yeah. just to think, if, so with these games, they always like to give you a tutorial, but you don't realize you're in a tutorial until you've got past a certain boss. Well, on this one, the boss in the first section is like, um, is one of the toughest bosses in the games. A bit like Elden Ring with the, um, oh, what's I'm call it? Not. Who's the one at the the first real proper boss you fight in Elden Ring that took me forever to get past? Oh God, yeah, the guy. And he just rains um, down on you. So that I can't. Anyway, that fight in Elden Ring was good because you could. It helped you learn the game, but also you could get people into it in to help you in that boss fight mm -hmm. as well. So although he would pummel you and annihilate you. There were ways that you had to help in it. The first boss fight in Wo Long comes within 10, 15 minutes of you playing the game. Mm. And this boss is, you know, talk about learning curves. Like, this is one of the toughest learning curves I've faced in one of these games. It took me so long. You know, I was going through attempt yeah. after attempt after attempt, looking at two. Um, tutorials online to see and then going through, through and through again anyway I got past him and I got to the next section which was fine and then the bosses that you come up against next are so much easier than this boss but the problem is normally stuff like that would make me excited for the game but like I said with Souls likes and I don't mind a tough boss if it progresses your playstyle, um, but I found that my playstyle immediately dropped because I'd done the boss, and I was sort of worn out from the game. Mm. And this that's is not if... a good sign. No, it <laughs> yeah. looks. I mean, you know, there's people that love it, and you know, I don't think it's a bad game. But like I say, you've just been spoiled by other from software. Better, yeah, Maybe, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like you from... said, like. Um... I looked up at Margit, the fellow woman, I think is the the first. Yes, Margaret. Yes. Margaret. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
And I remember going to that boss fight. Um, I'd done a bit of exploring, but then I um, uh, decided to to go to it, and he, you know, wiped the floor with me. Yeah. But I don't know how they do it in 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 a way that makes it fun. <laughs> like, yeah. the, like from software, just know how to make losing to a boss fun, because it's like like you said, it's like you want to get better and you want to you know learn the moves of the boss and you 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 feel like you're always getting better you feel like you're always oh i've gotten you know i've got him down to half health or i've i've, I've got into his phase 2 or i've you know yeah. i've just about managed to to not die within 5 minutes of going into the arena but they 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 do this gameplay style or this world building style i don't know even know what you would call it but where like when i first came across margaret in elden ring i was like i'm not ready to fight this my weapon is a shitty little sword i need to go away from here and make myself better and come back later yeah and yeah. that's like that's the fun of these those games is like sometimes being like do you know what i could be sat here for five million years and i won't defeat this right now because i have a really shit weapon yeah but it's fun Ro yeah it's fun and you could do it whereas row long you can only go back down the linear path and take out the enemies you've already yeah. taken out yeah and yeah. it gets dull very quickly you know and like say i mean i did it with dark souls it was fine because there's other areas to explore yeah. as well in dark souls and elden ring is that's why elden ring is so good it's so it, open yeah wherever you want. it allows you but you still have to get past certain bosses yeah. to progress to next areas but you don't mind that because there is a difficulty level that basically says if you don't do this don't worry you can come back later whereas wolong you've got to do this you can't go anywhere else without doing it and that was the mm. tough bit that was the tough bit so i sort of got put off by it and then obviously the next thing, I had a PlayStation 5. So then the Series <laughs> S has gone into little G's bedroom um, with another one of my tech purchases, the Thrustmaster T128 force feedback steering wheel. And that's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about it. I brought a force feedback steering wheel nice. because I was excited for um, yeah. Forza. But then because I've been because we play a lot of Assetto Corsa competition so I thought oh well this is good I can use the force speed back on the X I my choice was do I get it for the PlayStation because I play a lot of Gran Turismo 7 or do I get one for the Xbox because we've got loads of racing games on there so it made sense to get the Thrustmaster for the Xbox mm. um, and it's fine because it's in um, little G's room and it's all properly set up in there and he wants to get a racing wheel stand for it, which is perfect. Because then obviously when Forza comes out, I'll be able to sit in his bedroom and use it. Um, but yeah, it's a good steering wheel. Um, like I say, it certainly enhances how you play racing games. You get the feel of it a lot more. And yeah, I just wanted a force feedback wheel. Um, but again, now that I've got the PS5 and those haptics on the triggers off something else especially on gran turismo 7 the way the pedals work on it is yeah the haptic triggers are amazing um that's pretty much me i'm done nice jmo 35 yeah. minutes 
Do you know wow. what? I'm proud of you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. I, I, I'm so pleased. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, one thing. Can I add a song to the playlist, please? Yeah, I was about to ask you, actually. Um, what, is your, what is your song for the month? And now the other two of you are panicking. You're panicking. <laughs> no, I'm ready. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> there's a little story behind this. Um, me and Mrs. G went to our first gig in like years the other week so we went to see the cortinas play the um royal abbott hall which is a bit of a posh gig for cortinas because the cortinas i've spoken about them before in this podcast they're a manchester band they're a bit like oasis they've got that sort of manchester attitude about them but royal abbott hall this was like a standout gig for them as part of the um teenage cancer trust gigs so it was our first gig in like years and the first time me and mrs g have gone to a gig together for god i can't remember i think it may have been biffy Clyro at the o2 arena um years ago so anyway we went to see cortina's play um royal abbott hall it was a phenomenal night and i would like to add to the playlist cortina's what took you so long nice nice jamie love the little story behind it and everything Oh, it's amazing. Me and Mrs. G, we were... The cool thing is we had seats, but because the Cortinas, the way it worked out, they were playing their whole of their debut album. They had an interlude. They did a little bit of an acoustic set in the middle. And then their second part or the third part of the gig was them doing all their um, classics. Okie dokie, diddly pokey. Would you believe that it's Sam next? Would you believe it? If you can believe it, it's Invader <laughs> Sam once again. Oh, this is good. This is good. We should do this more often. Every every time. I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna be reciting my own slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all know that I don't say a lot. Like I sum up how I feel about the media I've been consuming in very few words. So I'm not going to be as thorough as JMO, sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I, I think I bored most of our listeners. So yeah, I was really going cool. to say, now, You're that, very now, detailed. now that we've lost all of the millennials and Gen Z. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been consuming a lot of media. Um... Good to know that you've been consuming. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what I want to talk about. (laughs) Okay, so I think we've all watched The Last of Us, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, Ben, Ben, have you not watched this? Are you fucking shitting me? Well. Oh, my God. The thing is. No. It's exactly like what happens in the game, so... Exactly, I've, seen, I've, I've played the game. No, dude, no. No, 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 that's not me. That's not me saying I'm not going to watch it. Listen, you can't fucking defend yourself from this, mate. I cannot believe I you. Watched it yet. Oh my god. As oh, someone who played the game and um, <laughs> like, what? I just can't believe him. Comes on here, hasn't even watched the biggest show of the last four months. Cut him some slack. Jeez. Yeah, Will. (laughs) (laughs) But as someone who's played the game, which I think we all have, um, it's incredible. That is 
simplest way that I can describe it. It is. It is incredible. Just every episode made me tear up, I think. Yeah. It is. It's so it's good. Stunning. It's, 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 it's like, stunning. It's, it's just one of those things that, like, I don't know. You worry if it would come off well on a TV show, especially after we've had such fatigue for this kind of, you know, TV show. This kind of zombie apocalypse whatever but uh yeah. i know it's just so good and i really don't i don't watch a lot of zombie stuff because i am fatigued but uh yeah i, I don't don't mate i don't not zombies uh, well all right yeah, yeah all exactly right. all right it's it's, 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 fucking, it's it's zombie-esque i mean i think you mean post-apocalyptic fine yes i do mean that <laughs> but no i, I also because think i totally get it because you have The Walking Dead, which, I mean, I don't even know how many seasons oh, there were of right. that show. They're on, like, 11? It's like, finished now. It's I was going to say, J-Mo's, yeah. J-Mo's the... J-Mo will know. J-Mo will Which, <laughs> I, was, I was really into it. Like, I watched the pilot Same. as yep. soon as it came out, and I thought yep. it was great, but it's like beating a dead horse. It just... I lost interest after about four or five seasons. Bang. And yeah. um, this was just like a breath of fresh air because i love post-apocalyptic type movies shows games things like that um but the chemistry between the actors that play um joel and ellie it's incredible mm. pedro pascal is an incredible actor so is bella ramsey um he's an incredible man <laughs> he is. Pedro Pascal's stock is high at the moment. He is. He is. Right? He is oh. an incredible. Um... Full stop. Just, just he is an incredible. He is an yeah, incredible. sorry. I have to like take a second to gather my thoughts before I talk so it makes sense. <laughs> no, no, no. That made sense. <laughs> That's all we need. It's great in Book of Bo Katan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamo! Oh, okay. Is that a bit of a? Uh... <laughs> no, I love it. I love the new Mando series, but back, I think it's phenomenal. But it is Book of Bo-Katan. That is, it is Book of Bo-Katan. <laughs> it's amazing, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, good old Bo, good old Glock. I will say, my favorite episode probably was the second one. Um... I just think it was like incredible that they released the very first episode and then the one that came after it it just like kind of blew up my expectations like the show completely exceeded my expectations after watching that episode so as someone who hasn't watched it but will watch it um <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of the games i've heard and seen that it's a pretty darn good adaptation in terms of like they haven't really strayed too far at all from mm -hmm. what happens in the games apart from like the odd thing here and there mm -hmm. right episode three right. apart I've from this episode even... three which i've heard about yeah which is a, a bit it's more phenomenal. yeah so it was three my bad it, it yeah. goes into something <laughs> a bit more in depth than the game yeah. did yeah. It's phenomenal what they do. It's beautiful. But thing like that that is what I love about it because I know that people want to see the action and they want to see the clickers and all the scary infected people, but shows like this are really about how the characters are coping with the world. 
that was kind of the thing with the game. Yeah. Was yeah. Actually, it wasn't the infected that were the scary thing. It was the people. Yeah. I, I think... think. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I liked it so much. As you all know, I'm a little pussy boy, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I liked it. It wasn't so focused on the zombies. I, I enjoyed that it was very kind of like character focused. I liked that a lot. There are scary moments in it, right? Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, the infected, they in the game, they sort of drag it down a little bit because. It slows the well, story. Guess, yeah, well, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? In a video game, there needs to be gameplay. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you are going to have a lot more infected and stuff, and mm. the story is going to be slower. Yeah. And that's yeah, but if, if you were to watch a show that was just like nothing but Joel fighting infected, I mean, you'd lose interest. Yeah. A while. Yeah. But anyway, episode three, let me tell you, I, Will, Will can contest to this because we were watching it together and I was crying yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> I was distraught and my heart was full, like, and I know it triggered a lot of people because um, there are still people out there that think, that are uncomfortable with um, homosexuality. I'm just going to say that. Um, but I think it was incredible, and I think that 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 character, Bill, he deserved, I mean, he deserved to get a little bit of insight into his relationship. Um, and if you think about it, like, people were going on about how it kind of wasted time. It did I mean, not. It didn't because everything was really well paced. Even that last episode where a lot happens was really well paced. Still, like there was no, I don't think there were any pacing issues in that show at all, and that's rare to say, you know, about a show. How many episodes? Eight, ten, nine? Is it eight, nine? Nine, nine. Oh, yeah, because yeah. episode eight, episode eight is my favorite. That was phenomenal. I really liked it though because one one issue that I had with The Walking Dead was that it took so long for things to happen. It was like any dialogue was like it was like half an yeah. episode of dialogue. It was like and I, especially after the first season where I think the first series uh, was only like six episodes and yeah. like there was a lot going on and then you went into the second series where they got bogged down at the farm. Mm. And it was for like ages. Yeah. yeah. The zombie <laughs> the zombie in yeah. the well. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, bloaters. That was it, the bloater in the well. Well, I just think it's incredible, like, because it always left me wanting more. Like, as soon as the episode was over, I was just like, okay, well, I'm excited for the next one. And that's what you really want from a show, like... Mm. Um, yeah, I won't yeah. say much more about it. That's all I really had to say was that it's incredible. Every episode's made me cry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And as someone who played the game, and it's easily in my top five favorite games I've ever played, it was really great to see it come back, you know? Without any spoilers, mm-hmm. how do you think they're going to do? Oh, no, 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 two? no, J-Mo, Sam hasn't played The Last of Us 2. I haven't okay. played The Last of Us 2, so that's something... I... I'm going to have to play it first. Yeah. Have <laughs> you played it, j yeah. No. Okay. But I know what happens because I okay. just can't avoid it from the internet. 
I don't want to know because I, I can I can guess something incredibly terrible is going to happen and it's going to destroy me. Let's be... move on. Let's move on. Let's yeah, move on. Let's... Let's move <laughs> on. Can I just say, without spoiling something, the, the Walking Dead thing is a very good um, comparison because Last of Us, there's a couple of episodes that could have been drawn out with other people in it that could have mm -hmm. been drawn out over three episodes if it was in The Walking Dead. Last of Us does it like one episode and it's all very lean and tight and it works. And it also doesn't feel rushed, which is, yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Um, Loved it. <laughs> the next thing that I have been like obsessed with watching is Yellow Jackets. I don't know if any of you have heard about it i've seen like ads come up for it a lot and i've just kind of been like i don't know if i'd like this but it's kind of spooky and suspenseful so i took the plunge and got a showtime subscription just to watch it and i watched like the whole season in less than a week and <laughs> i'm caught up to the current season <laughs> But basically, the, the the whole premise of it is this: these girls who are on a high school soccer team, and they are on their way to nationals when their plane crashes in the wilderness. And not all of them survive, but a good amount of them survive. And it's just about them having to figure out how to survive in the wilderness with limited supplies and they really are like in the middle of nowhere like in the mountains um <clears throat> it's a really incredible episode though i mean show <laughs> <laughs> i get nervous when i'm talking and no one else is talking <laughs> no i haven't seen this i've seen the um i think advert for season two and it looks crazy so uh i can't it's imagine what crazy. happens in, in in season in season based one. on a true story of some kind or it's no. adapted from I thought it's someone said that there's there's something which it's adapted from an account of something but I haven't, they, I haven't heard that um maybe I'll have to check on that they were on um the one of the lead cast members was on something like the one show or something like that over here and they were talking about it before it released onto it because it's on Paramount isn't it yeah, it's, it's on, on Showtime for me. I don't think it's yeah. based on anything, JMO. I haven't seen anything on the Wikipedia page. Oh. Maybe people are comparing it to um, Alive. But I, I know they were compare, They were talking about like a story that was related to it. So maybe I picked up on the wrong thing. But Because obviously the idea of them having to survive, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, that's a great setup in itself. Yeah, um, so the show kind of, like, it does time jumps where you're kind of going through beginning to end what happened when they crashed, and then it'll move to present day of the survivors and, like, how their lives are going, what they're going through, and it is really dramatic, but I love that kind of stuff, so... <laughs> but, um... Looks really fucked. <laughs> yes. Um, oh dear. It has uh, Christina 
Richie from um, she's Wednesday Adams and oh yeah yeah um, I don't know the actress's name and I hate that I don't but she was in The Last of Us she was like the leader of that um, that whole outfit what's her name can you remember Will um, I don't think I can <laughs> what, what, what outfit the what the, the fireflies no oh what are the, the ones that they took over the uh fedra outpost oh 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 that crazy woman that crazy yeah. woman yeah no i don't know her name and she's, she's a great actress because yeah, she's like on the outside like and stuff yeah because on the outside she looks like this kind of like suburban mom and she's she's like really sweet she has a really soft-spoken voice but she is like nuts <laughs> in both shows she is nuts especially the last of us god but if you've got time to watch it and it sounds like it'd be your kind of thing um it's, it's a little spooky as well there's <laughs> um there's kind of like some supernatural elements to it but to me it kind of feels like it's mental illness <laughs> <laughs> and just the the effects of having to survive and the shock of being put in that kind of situation but i love the music because these girls were like teenagers in the 90s so it's a lot of 90s music that plays um it's a great show I'm obsessed. <laughs> Sounds good. And just one more thing. I'm not going to go into it, but an honorable mention that Will and I watched was the... Let me look it up before I say it wrong. It's a really long title of the movie. Are you about to say The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? <laughs> yes! <laughs> My God, I want to watch this. I really want to watch this. Is it cheesy? It is incredible. It is it's... cheesy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> We talk about Pedro Pascal. This, forget yeah. about The Last of Us. Forget about you know fucking Boba Fett or whatever. I mean Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian. <or> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this is his role. This is his role. This is it. it. It yeah, it is really cheesy, and it's it's just if you if you have time to watch it, I just recommend it. I don't even know what to say about it's that like, movie. It's like a fever dream. It's so unhinged. It is. It's, it's really unhinged. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's just so good. It's like Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, which I mean, you yeah. just hear that sentence and you know that this I is a movie that you want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that scene. Oh, God, that scene is so good. But there are scenes like that peppered throughout the whole movie. And it's just so funny. It's really, really good. <laughs> I haven't yeah. watched a lot of movies in 2023, but that... That it's on Amazon Prime. Get on it, folks, because uh, <laughs> it's just great. Yeah, the, the scene of them driving in the car together and looking over at each other—that's I've seen that so much on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what even is the premise. Like Nick Cage is a struggling know. actor. <laughs> Nick Cage is a struggling He's actor. Trying to, yeah. yeah, yeah, he plays himself. Yeah. He's trying to like find a role. Um, to get back into acting and he doesn't want to like accept anything that he feels is less than him <laughs> which is interesting so then he, really. he takes a he takes a job to go to a birthday party 
but then he gets like wrapped into this whole um there's like a kidnapping so he gets like roped in with the cia to try to um infiltrate the situation and like find the kidnapped girl yeah there you go that is the plot but it's um <laughs> it's more than that it's, it's, so beyond, much more than it's, that. it's beyond it's beyond that it's so beyond that <laughs> yeah uh, but it's great it so. is it is so good <laughs> If you want to watch a cheesy movie, the, could get away with. the greatest actor <laughs> of all time. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm done. So, what's your song then, Sam? Oh, Chamber, I'm going to just tell me yours again in a minute because I actually didn't write it down. But first of all, Sam, what's your song? My song is Bone Church by Slipknot. Bone Church. Church made of bones. They released that single in uh, February. How many bones would it take to make a church? Three, maybe. Three or more. Three or more. Yeah. Uh, Chamber, what was your song again? It's right there, Will. You have a bit of oh, a well, I had a joke, but it's really horrible, so I'm not saying it. I'm not saying oh. it. I'm not saying it. Oh, no. Um, Cortina's What Took You So Long. I was going to say, this is not going to be in the podcast. I was going to say, Ask the Nazis. They'll probably know. But, uh, oh. <laughs> but oh, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you did a. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what was the name of the song, JMO? Sorry. Oh my God, JMO, oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Cortinas are the bad. Yes. And the song is "What Took You So Long." Okay, I've got, quite it. Apt, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, Crystal Palace are beating Leeds three-one. Oh, so nice, I'm a happy JMO. Uh, yeah. We got a little happy. I didn't hear any cheers. Yeah. Oh no, I was I was cheering without making any noise. Yeah, when the third goal <laughs> went in. Yeah. Right. My turn then. On then, Will I am. Here we go. Here we fucking go. You know what time it is. Kind of a fast for Will. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well done, well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mr. Monday is here and live. Live. In the flesh. In the flesh. Oh, Right in your ear holes. Oh. No. Oh, dear. Right, well, I guess it's time then to talk about Star Trek. Whoa! Who's ready? Surprise, surprise. Ready for this. Alright, guys, I've talked about a lot of Star Trek on the show, as we know. But it's you know, it's finally what every Star Trek fan has always wanted this season of Star Trek Picard. It's just a reunion of all of the original actors from the next generation. All of the they're all back, and it's just a show, it's just a Star Trek show. It's, it's an actual good, big old long 10-hour movie of Star Trek The Next Generation. And it's it's killing me. It's emotionally destroying me. I cried at a cat last week. Cried at a cat. Literal, literal, yes, it is me all day. Yeah. It is me all day. But this, this has it's been true. made with such reverence and love for Star Trek The Next Generation compared to the previous two seasons which, you know, well, they were fine, and especially season two was pretty good. But um, 
oh my god this season the music you know the actors being back the story itself uh basically you know picard and crusher have a son and i mean they're bringing back i mean these are spoilers so if you've not watched it yet get out i guess all right i'm, I'm, I'm get out, out. I guess. <laughs> but uh i mean they've brought back classic villains from different star trek shows so the reveal of the whole conspiracy um so basically uh beverly crusher contacts picard and says i need your help trust no one so he goes out with will Riker. they basically steal a starship to go and help her and you know there's people after them both her and her son and uh, you don't really know who it is you just know that uh they need they need help and you know it takes a few episodes <laughs> but bam it's the changelings right from star trek deep space nine <laughs> what the fuck haven't heard about changelings since the 90s right in star trek it's crazy and these are characters these are an enemy that can shapeshift into anyone else so you, you just can't trust anyone even the legacy actors that come back you're always like is it them or is it a changeling right you're on edge you're on edge can and... i just take a moment <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take a moment. You can take a moment. <laughs> Is it changerling or yeah, yeah. changeling? Change changerlings. Changelings. Changer. I mean, you can you can say it both ways, right? Changelings. I think I just that's how I say the word changelings, right? So you so, could say so, changelings. This is, what I'm try- this is what I'm trying to get. <laughs> Are you just saying changeling wrong? No. Or are they actually no. Changerling. No, no. It's, well, I mean, I get you can say it either way, Ben. You can say changelings. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, that was a crazy reveal. And then, I mean, there's so much, like, nostalgia. There is quite a lot of fan service as well. There's this one episode where... <laughs> another crying moment for me. They basically have to go to this museum, right? This Starfleet museum. And from the moment you hear them say the word Starfleet museum, you kind of already know probably what might happen. But they get there, and in the rings docked is like the original Enterprise and Voyager and all these old ships, right? And the music for each show plays when it hovers over them. And I'm just, I'm sitting there in tears, just a ball, just in a ball. I'm just, I'm dead, I've gone, right? They know what they're doing. They know what they're fucking doing. And they've just brought back other characters from from Legacy Star Trek that you know we haven't heard of since their shows aired that you would never expect to come back in this kind of show, and it's just it's fucking nuts. And then something's wrong with Picard's son, right? That's the big mystery. Is that the Changelings wanted Picard's son for some reason? We don't even know what that is yet, but he's got some weird abilities, and they're wanting him. And obviously, they've infiltrated Starfleet, so. Like, you can't trust anyone in Starfleet. And there's this really cool shot in this one episode where they kind of disabled the ship, the enemy ship, which is a Starfleet ship. But it kind of starts to power back up again. And it is one of the best shots in Star Trek history because just the ship itself looks so angry. Like, oh, God. I mean, every episode there's just a musical callback or a a legacy actor or just this amazing shot that it just gets me. And then obviously all the act- all the actors finally get around the briefing room table and it's a moment, you know? It's a moment. You haven't seen we haven't seen these actors all together since two thousand and two, right? It's just 
I don't know. It's everything. It's it's amazing. It's how you guys must have felt when they first started doing the actual good Star Wars shows, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose Mando Mando is yeah, Mando and Andor. Amazing. But yeah, yeah. I just uh I just can't believe it. They've really they've really nailed it. They've really nailed it. There's two episodes to go and I just I can feel that I'm gonna be emotionally destroyed. <laughs> I'm I'm almost certain they're gonna put them they're gonna put them back on the bridge of the old ship at least once. I can feel or it. Or if they don't. I will be sad if they don't. I will be disappointed if that doesn't happen. <laughs> but, I don't know what's going on half the time, but I'm I'm there for emotional support. Yeah, we're watching it and something happens and I'm like, Oh that's glop shit oh you know, like fucking hell. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like talking over the episode, trying to explain why this is an important story development. Oh, here we go. Not ice, ice cream, cream anyone? Cream, please. <laughs> Can I have one? Bit of Don't ice worry, cream. the ice cream fans due to come round our place soon. You'll probably hear it as well. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Star Trek, guys. I fucking love Star Trek so much. Please stop. It's a really nice backdrop. That's actually quite nice. Yeah. It's nice to have some music as you're yeah. talking, Will. God. Yeah, that's <laughs> lovely. Yeah. It makes Star Trek sound like a comedy, which yeah. it is. Oh, dear. I mean, it has been pretty funny. It has been pretty funny this season. I won't lie. There's been some funny moments. Really funny. I don't know. It's just having them all back together. Just these old and... Uh, I don't know. I, I, oh, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. But I also want it to never end, but it will. In two weeks. <laughs> okay, Are so they that's... making any more seasons? No, this is the last season of Picard. They want to do a spin-off called Star Trek Legacy with other different legacy actors in it. But uh, we'll see how that goes. I think it's been really well received by the fans for the most part. Everyone's always going to have issues with things like, oh, why'd you do this? Oh, he wouldn't have done that. I mean, they do say yeah. fuck as well and shit quite a lot. So, no. I know, outrageous. outrageous. You wouldn't get that. Yeah, you Wait, wouldn't get those toilet toilet mouths in Star Wars. It's a higher <laughs> calibre. <laughs> oh dear! Those people that you're own. talking about—that's you. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> it was me in seasons one and two. I mean, this this. I, I'm, it was like actually. <laughs> actually, they wouldn't. This treaty prohibits this kind of behaviour, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> to be to be and fair. Then what... Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, what do they say afterwards? Do they say, oh, don't worry, just fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> they do try to explain it in this season quite well. I mean, callbacks, like fucking the Whales movie, the movie where they go rescue the whales is even mentioned in the show. Like, they've really just nailing it. Like, oh, fucking... I have seen that one. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Oh, love it. Star Trek. Okay, I don't think I can gush any more about it because it's just too good. If you're a fan of Star Trek and you haven't seen Picard Season 3, I've just spoiled the shit out of it for you. But you know what? It's worth going to see it for yourself. Uh, because it's just Amen. that good. It's just that good. And, oh, you know... Will spoiled the shit out of it, so you don't have to watch it now. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's more There's more Star Trek in general to come. You know, there's still Strange New Worlds. There's still going Star Trek Discoveries, the final season next yeah. year. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery fucking sucks. But we do have it to owe. We do, we do owe it for bringing back Star Trek that we're currently enjoying so <laughs> and is it like uh, universally like i don't think i don't think universally i think there are fans of it but i think they're mainly fans that like star trek because they like discovery right they're new fans right. i think there are cool moments in discovery i will admit 
but I just do you I'm, still watch it? We haven't finished the like the latest season, no. Right. No, and you know that that means it's bad to me because obviously yeah, I'm not to assume it. I like it because I liked it at first because I didn't have to know anything initially going in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really? it, is, it is very far removed. Like it's way, way in the future, right? So yeah, it's um... but like after the first season, first and second seasons, it, I feel like they just kind of <laughs> yeah, it's it gone is, off the rails. It is funny that when they do get into the future, because it started in the past, right, and then moved to the future. That, that kind it, of happens uh, in most. Uh, no, but like it started in like the far past before like old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just episodic formats are a bit better, I think. And I think Discovery has too many episodes each season, so it all just takes too long. Like we said with like The Walking Dead and stuff, it just takes yeah. too long. There's lots of filler, and um, there's a spin-off been announced called Star Starfleet Academy. And then we've got the animated shows as well. And there's loads more to come from Star Trek. It's good times. Anyway, um, what else? Do I want to be cancelled? Do I want the podcast to be cancelled to talk about oh, this? No. Oh, boy. Uh, Don't. Uh, Don't. I want to talk about Hogwarts Legacy a little bit. I want to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. We obviously know the controversy around this game. Be... Not going to get into it. Yeah. Not going to get into it. No. The game itself, insane. Insanely good. And it might be the nostalgia talking for, for Hogwarts Legacy. It might be just that this is the first big Harry Potter game we've ever had, right? But uh, they've nailed it. And it's it's crazy that they've nailed it because they have never made a game like this before, Avalanche. They have never made a big RPG. isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. they made the... You can the... tell the love and mm. the, like, the love for the IP and yeah. the, the detail. Yeah, it's insane. Right. It really yeah. is. Yeah, looks amazing. So I played this on the Series S before I got my PS5. The Hogsmeade, when you're in the shops, it looks phenomenal. Each of those little shops in Hogsmeade, yes, yeah, superb. Just, I mean, the only gripe I really have with it is that most of it takes place outside of Hogwarts, towards the after the middle, I would say, and I think that that is a shame. Because as 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 good as the world is, I don't really care. I care about Hogsmeade and Hogwarts. I think the, uh, the, uh, the story the story is a bit boring. Yeah, I I, I, I think well, I think it keeps right. you going, right? It keeps you going. Like I've I've played a lot of it. I've got as far as um, uh, winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've got. Oh, you know, it's been so long since I played it, but I got a bit bored of the gameplay loop. So I, I haven't finished. Yeah, it. I did get that way as well. So I just stopped doing any side quests or collectible missions yeah. and just power <laughs> power through like the story itself. Because it does, after several hours playing, doing that same loop of gameplay, and once you get those those like spells that you always use, even the mm. combat gets a bit mm. like samey. Um, it does. It doesn't do enough to keep you engaged for like long periods of time. I don't think. If you're, no. if you're like, you know, I think a gamer, like me. <laughs> a pro gamer. <laughs> uh, pro I, gamer. I, I just think I think it's a really good, a really good base for them to build. Because this is getting a sequel. I mean, we all know it. It's a sold, it's the best selling yeah. game probably of all time. I would say. I imagine. It's massive. Yeah. Obviously, they said they said, didn't they, that they're, they're not going to release any um, DLC. Like a DLC, it. which is a shame because Quidditch should but be in the game. Because they're, they're saving it for the next game. Yeah. Yeah. Why? This is what I couldn't get with it. The Quidditch Stadium is there outside Hogwarts. 
So you you can see I the Quidditch Stadium. I think the, the thing with the with like if you actually think about the broom sort of control, it, it would clunky. be quite difficult yeah. to make that into a game. Like a game, it would have to be like a mini game. Yeah, I think they'd have to make a, like a separate game for Quidditch, like they did back I in the day. They, I think they a hundred percent tried to do it, mm. but they they probably were so deep into the mechanics of that they've got the flight mechanics in already, and like yeah. to make Quidditch work, they'd have had to do a completely new system. So they're probably like, oh, let's just say that Quidditch has cancelled this year. Do it in the next. Yeah, game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I do I do think there are some underdeveloped systems as well, like the the, yeah. the companion system. I feel like you should have someone with you going around. Oh my god, uh, the room of requirement, though. The room is... of requirement is so cool yeah yeah but after a while it you're just like, doing it aren't you just it's just, just kind of doing itself there, there are there are there are systems that are put in place where you like this is obviously for this like when i first came across my very first um uh, bit of loot that had to be um identified mm. i didn't know what it was it was like well <laughs> and like having played loads of these kind of games it's like i know what they're doing here this is literally this is literally only like this <laughs> so that i go back to the room yeah so that you come back here like, yeah. that is that, that is all this is for it's, it's just a it's just a an extra <laughs> unnecessary step yeah like, and I, I think it's a shame as well that you can't have a, a pet mm. as well like mm. you can't you, you don't get your owl or your or a cat or whatever yeah yeah I'm sure that'll all be in the next game. I know. I think. I think there are problems with it, but you know what? I don't care about any of them. I, I mean, again, yeah. I'm such an emotional man for things that kind of trigger nostalgia in me. Nostalgia. But for like you, that, yeah. that, that fucking <laughs> opening kind of music when it kind of pans through the Forbidden Forest and up to Hogwarts, right? Yeah. Oh, Christ, <laughs> help me! Because <laughs> it was just like, wow, this is real. You know, this is a real thing that I'm playing right now. And I just couldn't believe it because this is something that Harry Potter fans have wanted for so long, yeah. this kind of AAA game. And I just think it's great. I love it. I don't care about its flaws. Great game. Great game. Can I just say as well, I know we're not going into it, but J.K. Brown can go fuck herself. Yeah, yeah. I think we that. can all agree uh, with that uh, assessment. <laughs> yes. I think, yeah. But... Right then. I guess lastly, I will move on to the big topic that we're all thinking about. The PlayStation 5 console. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> How awesome is it? It's insane. Like, I legitimately cannot believe that Xbox even think they stand a chance against this machine. And I'm not a fanboy. It's just insane. Like, the controller. I just, only the controller. The controller. You know, yeah, if the controller was connected to the Xbox, yeah. then they would have, have the advantage. But that controller yeah. is unlike anything else. When I it's first phenomenal. played the Astro Lab. Yeah, yeah. When I was waiting oh, for no games play them. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, like I was just like, "What the fuck? This is next gen." <laughs> like, I was like, "I'm living in the fucking future." Yeah, yeah. It's you can just feel everything. I mean, you really can feel even the weight of the controller. Almost, you can feel it change. And I don't know. I mean, it's a really cool for a game like NHL and sports games in general, right? Because, yeah, you know, they're the yeah. same as always. They're the same as always. However, if a shot or a pass would actually be quite difficult. So this is an NHL where you use the, the triggers to pass rather than at the A button or whatever. So you use the triggers to shoot and pass. But if it would be hard to, you know, make that pass or make that shot, 
the resistance changes so that you're yeah. having to fight it to it's actually make the shot. It's <laughs> so clever how adaptive and how how the triggers change constantly mm. for whatever yeah. game you're playing. My only and this is this is a this is a small tiny problem with it. The only thing, whilst it's so cool, it can be a bit loud, and that's. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it sounds like it's taking off clicking yeah sometimes can be quite loud but mm. i'm talking, that is a that is a small issue with it like the, the controller is so clever so yes. clever just on the controller as well so gran turismo 7 obviously that the adaptive haptic triggers they mimic like foot pedals on a car so your left one is your yeah. brake your right one but every car this blew my mind every car has a different um like acceleration point so the triggers it adapts different. to the different cars yeah That's it's amazing so cool. it's so cool and yeah. also i installed ride four which is a motorbike game so you can imagine how a motorbike handlebars and like the way yeah. it accelerates and the haptics are in that and i would actually say the haptics in ride four are even better than they are in Gran Turismo. Yeah. The way the bike handles and the acceleration and the braking, it's just on another level. Like, um, I'll talk about it later when I come to my bit, but I've been playing Horizon and... Oh, my God, the, yeah. The trigger, how it, like, it feels like I'm pulling a bowstring. Mm. It's, I, I, can't, yeah. I can't explain how they do it, but... It just feels yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've just started God of War Ragnarok, yeah. and I was hoping that the combat, you'd feel the haptics in there. And I was a little bit disappointed that the obviously R1 and R and L1 buttons don't have haptics in them. So they're your combat ones. But you get these bits oh, where I you see. have to use the yeah. axe. And then that's when the haptics come in, when you have to use the axe to take down like foliage and trees and that and i and it's brilliant it's just so good yeah it, um, it really is like um I'm, I'm gonna mention a game that is a classic wheel game here right but forespoken <laughs> i mean forespoken's traversal mechanics feel really good on the yeah. controller like because yeah. that's probably the best part of forespoken i will i mean i think that's been the consensus but the traversal way the way you move around is really really fluid and cool and you can just feel every step you know, you can feel every step in the controller itself. And I don't know, Spider-Man, I didn't get it because it's a PS4 game, so I didn't get yeah, any yeah, haptics. Yeah, yeah. But, Having uh, said that, I've just installed Miles Morales, the PS5 one, after same, completing yeah. Spider-Man. And apparently, once you start playing Miles Morales, you can feel the webs as you're firing them, apparently, from the um, adaptive triggers. Because um, obviously you use the right trigger to attach your webs yeah, to building yeah. in Spider-Man. So I can't wait to play that, but obviously... I don't want to rush through games on this console. I want mm. to make sure I complete <laughs> the games before going to the next one. Because Spider-Man took me two weeks. So pretty much from getting the PS5, Spider-Man was the first game I decided I want to finish this game now. <laughs> it's so it's... good. It's so yeah. good. There's a scene. that We all know the scene, right? The big scene with all of the people, you know, Right, come on, guys. Oh, it's been out long it's, enough. Yeah. <laughs> when it's the Sinister just, Six come together, yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah. I was yeah. like, "What the fuck?" I actually liked the next bit when you go and find Scorpion, 
and then you're in like this psychedelic haze. I'll tell you, JMO, I fucking hated that level. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I couldn't believe it. It was <laughs> phenomenal. I was but like, then the yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it Like, yeah. the, if, if you'd have shown me that game when I was 10 years old, mm. I'd have lost my mind. Yeah. Like, it is the best spider-man game that's ever been made dlc's pretty oh, good as well i'm halfway through it yeah, but dlc it really good. liked it really liked mm. it it's hard um, but yeah i will say the last the last bit the very end so once you get to a certain point the story goes into a funneled story for the end game i i was not expecting for some of the beats in that like i properly was quite upset at one point yeah. And oh, oh yeah. yeah, I cried. I wasn't. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 like, you know, you know, it's good when you know what the story arc is with all of these characters, right? You know it. Yeah. And it still gets you. Yeah. You know, it still gets you. That's 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 when you know, yeah. like, it's it's a good piece of media. It's like, it's like, and and they know that as well because even the very first scene with Dr. Octavius, yeah. he's there with a machine on his back that looks very much like the arms. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's a obvious foreshadowing, but they know that we know that. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, it's still make, they've still managed to make this story that we know and we've seen time and time again, they still managed to keep it fresh and keep it, um, you know, keep keep the keep the audience engaged with it. Mm. Absolutely. I have mad. a question. Oh, yeah. About the console, what all? What do you all have? The digital version or a uh, disc? The disc. Well, disc as well. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Disc. Discs, discs of discs of the past, old men. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, the only disc game I've got is Hogwarts because it came with the console i've yeah. been doing every, every other game i've been playing has been on playstation plus which can i also say is a really great deal yeah yeah. yeah and the PlayStation, playstation plus collection as well so yeah, yeah. which well, does... i was just asking because i don't have one yet and i just didn't know if it was worth getting it depends it depends how how you see yourself like buying the games because there are a ton on playstation plus Mm -hmm. um and it's like the first month is like you get it for what it's either half price or or yeah or it's a bit a, less yeah yeah um but it's normally you because you, you you want that middle tier i would say mm. um i forget it's called is it extra it's like uh, well yeah, i've extra, got the extra. i've got the basic one but if you so if you have a ps5 you immediately have and you have the basic one you immediately have access to the ps free, plus it's... library so all the old ps4 games oh, such as okay. last of us remastered is that not the middle tier no because no, i'm on no. the lower tier and i could access it what, and what do you get in the middle library. tier then you get so the, middle, um... the middle tier the middle tier is the playstation collection or something with more new yeah. games in it new games yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you get game, you get game trials, or is that is game trials just the big no, one? No, no, that's the big one. Like, I, I thought it was a bit backwards, actually. The I think it's actually called like premium or, or yeah. platinum or something. Where like, I was like, hold on, that feels like that should be the middle tier, and yeah, the new yeah, game should be the top tier. But top the tier. but the top tier is um, you get to play demos and trials, yeah. and you also get the backwards compatible games. 
So yeah, like the yeah. PS3 games, PS2 games, PS1 games. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. I so with with me, I decided not to go above the basic because purely because we're keeping Game Pass on the Xbox Series S. So that is our digital yeah. console. So there's no point me getting having Game Pass and the next level up of PlayStation unless I scrap Game Pass yeah. and realistically Game Pass is a slightly better deal because of yeah. the games that go on to there. Yeah. Um, I think, like, it depends for you, Sam. Like, if you if you see yourself ever getting um, physical copies, I, I I personally just like having the option. Yeah, I think. Um... Well, I have quite a few PS4 games, so. And you can oh, put the, you can put PS4 games into the PS5. Yeah. Okay. As well, so. and also just on that as well so some of the games when you put the ps4 disc in like gran turismo 7 ps4 disc i put it in and it gives you an option to upgrade to the ps5 version for mm. like 10 pounds it cost me yeah but the disc you it always it then installs the ps5 version onto your your um console but you've got to use the ps4 disc yeah. to start the game but then it's the PS5 version that you're playing. I'm a bit um, sad, you know. I'm, you know, I, I look at my PS4 now and I think, God, I've got literally no reason to use you ever again. <laughs> this is it. This is the thing. I think Sony want us. So between the, so I don't know how it feels to you guys, but this, the Xbox consoles were like an upgrade from before, whereas this is the PS5 feels like a brand new console. It feels like a next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why they they allowed PS4 to be backward compatible yeah. on it, because yeah. they do want to phase out PS4. Yeah, definitely. It's just so good. I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. The only, the only downside, I think, with the digital edition is that games go on sale on disc, you know, yeah, deeply. There are sales to, on the on the PlayStation yeah. Store, and yeah. you are all you are always going to pay more with a digital version. Mm. I think yeah. that's just. I think you just have to accept yeah. that. But yeah, I like having the option for both. But yeah, I vote like what? But you know, so far I've only got one physical copy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did a little shop the other week. I bought Miles Morales, Demon Souls, and Horizon Forbidden yeah. West as well. <laughs> Um, uh, then most of my most of my physical PS4 games, like I'm looking forward to playing Ghost of Tsushima on the PS5 because yeah. I've got through the first section of that game on PS4. So I'm hoping that when I put that disc in, they'll allow me to pay to upgrade it to the PS5 version, mm. like Gran yeah. Turismo does. Just crazy. I'm just trying to look at my wish list now for exciting games in the future. Um, oh, Stellar Blade is a PS5 exclusive that I'm pretty excited about. Eternites as well. Uh, oh, don't forget Spider-Man 2 in September. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. 2 as well. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's good times to be a gamer right now, for sure. And there's, there's oh, lots is, of exciting things. Let's not forget, in a couple of months' time, let's not forget about the Switch, because Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out mm. at the end of May, mm. which is a day one for me. Um, how that Switch is going to run it, because it's a poor game. switch poor switch it's so old yeah. now it's as old as the xbox 360 was isn't it i know yeah it's actually yeah i think it i think it is when it, yeah. when it reached the end of its life so i, I imagine we'll get a new announcement from nintendo sometime this year yeah 
Yeah, we will do it at some Surely. point. But then, yeah. Yeah. Back onto PS5. It's the one other thing as well. You know the controller. Did you mm -hmm. notice that obviously you can talk through the controller and you've got the little speech thing so you can yeah. mute there's a mute button on there. I was playing um Destiny with a couple of friends from work and because like before I got a PS five, they all had PlayStation fives and obviously I had the Series S. So the cross I was playing through cross network with them and the sound wasn't that good. I went on the other night when I installed Destiny, and I haven't paid for any of the updates, so I'm just doing the free stuff. And I could hear everyone so clearly. I couldn't believe how good the voice chat through the controller is. You know, that fucking little uh, microphone and speaker in the, in the, in the <laughs> controller yeah. has always been one of my favourite things, even since PS4. And they still I love that they still use it in games sometimes. Oh, did like, they have the PS4? I never yeah, realised yeah. it was in the it PS4. It wasn't the microphone, controller. but it was like a speaker only that you could hear right. through. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, in Forspoken, your cuff speaks to you through the controller if you if you wanted to. Oh, and it's cool. great. I love that's it. Cool. I love it so oh, much. Oh, actually, funnily enough, I played the demo of Resident Evil 4 and you get bits where there's police CB radios. What's on the CB radio comes through your controller. It's so so cool. like, yeah. I remember um, when I first played The Last of Us, because um, I used to, I was playing it late at night once, mm. and um, so I had my headphones on, I was like, oh, no, keep, keep quiet and everything. <laughs> um, but in The Last of Us, um, they would, it would play the uh, audio tape recording things that you would find through, through. the controller oh, so like so i was sat there at like one o'clock in the morning like playing last was like oh yeah it's so immersive got my headphones on gotta keep quiet don't want to wake people up and then all of a sudden i pick up this like audio recording of someone getting like brutally murdered and so like, <laughs> I, like, I can't actually like hear this i took my headphone off and then like oh my god Oh, classic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, the PS5, and uh, uh, J-Mo mentioned it, so I just really, really, really quickly. I've been the longest person to talk, and I say 25 minutes, everyone, each. Oh, oh, end just, of the show for you. I know. I just I just want to mention really quickly Destiny 2, uh, the um, Lightfall expansion. Do I, do I play it? I never really talk about it, do I? Uh, <laughs> I've got to mention it every year. The Lightfall expansion was a solid 6 out of 10. Yeah, 6 out of 10. Filler content for the big ending next year. However, a lot of the quests have been really good. Like, the, the exotic mission quests have been very good. And, you know, as always, I will never stop playing it because it is uh, my greatest addiction. So, uh, and then I make Sam play it with me as well. So, she has to also Aww. enable me. I'm, cur I, I'm curious, just very quickly, are you still playing Overwatch? Yeah, boy. You are. Yeah. Still... What? What? No, I was just getting that. No, I, I, I'm no, I said, I said yeah. Sam made a noise. Yeah, yeah, he's on a Destiny uh, kick right now, so yeah. we, we do. compromise and I'll play, play Destiny. Some Overwatch. Whilst we're talking about shooters quickly, I forgot to mention when we were talking about PS5. <laughs> Did anyone install Battlefield 2042? <laughs> no, I fucking free, didn't. Uh, no, I fucking didn't, Joe. What a waste of space. Not... Oh, it's brilliant. In like, Obviously, they've changed it now. There is... You can it's play so Conquest. It's different from when I played it, yeah. Yeah. 
it's you can play conquest offline so against bots and you still get xp for playing it so you're not you don't have to play against like cross network pc players that take you out straight away you can play against <laughs> bots and you can I mean, you co-op can with friends that as well yeah you can opt yeah but players. just on the ps5 controller oh my god like shooting games and destiny as well but the haptic triggers like i played a bit of cod warzone and i did some dmz oh my god the guns it's it's a game changer for first person shooters yeah. as well Mm. Mm. The only thing I am worried about with the PS5 controller is that it's longevity because there must be a lot of moving parts in there. You know, you can yeah. hear it all, yeah, all, way, yeah. all the time, clicking. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Anyway, okay, yeah. that's me done. I would like to present to you my song. Um, it's uh, so I, I was I, sometimes I'll look at kind of YouTube's trending music section just to see what's, what's happening and because i'm a wee there's always a lot of k-pop or kind of like asian pop on there <laughs> i found this chinese artist called lexi lu uh she kind of composes and writes all of her own music and uh it's really good and really unusual actually as well some of it but her albums are like a, a bit of a journey anyway uh the song is called 3.14159 by lexi lu Enjoy it on the uh, (laughs) on the playlist, (laughs) which you can find, of course, on Spotify and Apple Music. Benzi, hello, hello, bringing up the rear, bringing up the rear. (laughs) Ben gets a round of applause as well. Come on, thank you. Yay! Yeah, best still last. Well, you might not remember this, but you went first last time, so I try and rotate. I try and rotate. Is it me? Is it is it time? It's time. We okay. already know what you're not talking about. What am I not talking about? The Last of Us. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, is a surprise about... for all of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't even remember. I, I'm sure I was, I was watching something else and I was like, oh, I'll just wait until it's all out and I'll binge it. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, we've pretty much talked about a lot of the stuff I want to talk about anyway. Um, like, like we said i'm also heavily into the ps5 um hogwarts legacy was the first game i got and then i swiftly moved on when i got a bit bored of it (laughs) um to horizon um forbidden west um i absolutely loved the first game um so i was super excited to play forbidden west um and after the events of the first game, Aloy's sort of having to save the bloody world again. You know, she's always up to her to save the world. Um, and it's just, it's, like, it's, 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 a, it's a classic sequel, I guess I could say. Um, it's sort of, you know, the core gameplay of the first game was so good that you didn't really need to, to change it too much anyway. Um, but they've added a few new like abilities and weapon types and, and, and sort of keep things things fresh. Um, and there's a load of new uh, machine types as well. Um, and they've actually sort of gone into more of like the dinosaur route as well, um, which is really cool. So there's like um, pterodactyl like machines and like velociraptor type ones, triceratops ones. They're really cool. Um, and some of the like the, I mean, the first game, the 
one of the biggest sort of, I guess, issues that a lot of people had with it was like the um, motion capture or lack of motion capture with like the conversations and like NPC facial expressions and things. Um, but this time they've kind of gone like completely overboard um, where it actually feels like every single conversation is fully motion captured. It's really impressive tech that they've sort of implemented. And um, every single NPC now feels really unique and they're all really interesting, fleshed out people. Um, and and, and this, this updated tech really helps with that because sometimes, you know, in the last game, you would be sat there and some of these side quests, the NPCs were sort of really dead faced. And so it would be hard to then engage with like their little stories, but this time because everything is like it, it is, it's really impressive. I don't know if they have actually fully motion captured every single conversation, but whatever tech they're using, it, it seems like it is because you know these NPCs they're walking around, they're doing things. The the facial animations are insane. It's like you're looking at a real person. Um, so it makes every single sort of side quest really interesting and engaging. And there's also um lots of really new interesting tribes um with lots of um different stories and cultures um one of them um have built like a, a city on a set of satellite dishes um and they actually worship these um triceratops machines like they're gods i know it sounds really sort of like weird but it's actually really well done um and there's like another that um they live in an old uh, war museum which was like uh dedicated in like the old world to this like elite air force unit that were like fighting the machines in the old war but because all the holograms and stuff in there have been damaged over the years all the all these tribal members actually think that these soldiers are like godlike figures and that all the holograms are like visions of them um they're like sending them visions so it's like all really like almost believable things like it's like yeah well actually people probably would look at things like that if you look back at ancient history and you know so that it's 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 a it's a really fleshed out world and it was before anyway um and they've uh included this um i guess like hub area now very normandy like from mass effect um where all your companions go um this time around and you obviously go back there on occasions to talk to them all and push the main quest forward and and um i guess one of the most impressive things about this game is the scale um and there's this this huge diversity in like different biomes and locations this time around like the first place you sort of arrive at um in the Forbidden West is like this really autumnal looking area. And then it like spreads out to like, there's a desert and there's also, um, actually in the desert, you can go to the ruins of Las Vegas. Um, and there's this really cool quest line to get the Vegas strip li um, lights on again. Um, there's jungles, snowy tundras, um, beaches. Um, there's just, They've. You can tell that they they kind of wanted to cram every single like game environment type into this game, and like it doesn't fully make sense all the time. Like 
to have like this snowy tundra mountainous region like a mile away from a desert and las vegas but like it it makes for a fun um like world to explore i guess mm. um and i guess with the story um that they have in place anyway from the first game i guess they can kind of get away with it a little bit with having these sort of quite different biomes quite close to each other um yeah it's the only thing i would say that i have an issue with is is it's actually the performance of the game um and i'm, and I'm sure mm. this wasn't a, i'm sure this wasn't a, a, an issue with the first game um not that i can remember anyway but there's been so many times where i've had these camera bugs um and like whilst that sounds like not too much of an issue when you're so used to like aloy being on the left hand side of the screen and playing the whole game like that when the when the camera bugs out into these different positions it almost makes it unplayable so mm. i'm like constantly having to you know force a reload um and there's just been a lot of like some of the machines like clipping through uh, the floor um because obviously one of the big parts of the gameplay is you need to sort of harvest machine parts off various machines and sometimes they'll um you know clip through the wall and then the machine part that you wanted will get lost underneath the game world and it's just like oh for fuck's sake okay um so a lot of stuff like that i like i even had like what was obviously a uh there was like um for those who've played it before the tall necks um they're usually only on their own but i came across like um two of them next to each other and then when i got close to one of them it was like it was quite obviously supposed to be the one that you see from a distance like the one that's supposed to be rendered really poorly off in the distance and because mm. i went up and it was like all blurry and I <laughs> through it. <laughs> so that's the only thing i would say about this game is that and I, and, I, and looking online it's a, a lot of other people's issue with it is that even now i mean i think it wasn't it a, was it a launch title or was it i'm not sure if it, it was, was like not. it came out last february january so february yes yeah, so, so. yeah so but even now it's still still got these buggy issues but and it is a shame because it is an incredible game it's amazing um if you love the first game you'll love this it's pretty much more of the same but with some extra added bits um and I guess the biggest change being this this motion capture um, tech. It really does take it up to another level um, because it, I, I think it is hard sometimes when games don't do full motion capture or they don't do very good uh, facial animations. Mm. It's one of the issues that I had with Hogwarts. Yeah, um, they can be a bit uh, rough, can't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a little bit static and um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a big level up from the last game and and I, and I seem to remember the DLC for the last game um, I forget the name of the DLC but they actually introduced some of this tech in that and it was like really because um, they'd obviously heard, they'd obviously heard people complaining about the, the yeah. lack of spatial animations and stuff and they're like yeah. well, let's put it in the DLC um, but yeah it's 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 really good i've i've, I've finished it I, I think my game time was about 90 hours so it's a big game um mm -hmm. so much to do in it um i think i still preferred the first game story more um because it, it had that mystery 
you know that, that that shrouded the game like you know what was going on what were these machines why why is the world this way you know what happened like in the old world why did the world end you know um and and, and who is aloy you know why is she so important to the story of, of everything so i still liked that story more but as in, in terms of a game as a whole this is like you know it's it's the complete package in terms of gameplay and you know it's a fun gameplay loop um if you loved the first game you're gonna love this and i and i i was it, it is one of those where you know you, you spend so much time in it and then when it ends it's like oh i'm so sad that i've got to move on to another game like mm. you know cause i could go around and do yeah. some of these other side quests but you know it just it I, i'm done <laughs> now and it's a shame and, and i've got to wait I, I I played Zero Dawn um, really late. Um, I only played it last year or, or the end of the year before. Uh, I think it was last year that I played it. So, and there was like a seven no, not a seven year gap. It was like it was a really big gap, mm. like a five year gap between the two. So now, well, didn't like, it come out? Because the first one did the first one come out a couple of months around the same time as um, Breath of the Wild. I think I think the first one yeah. came out as a launch title for P the PS4, right? Yeah, God, because I remember people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm sure it was because I remember sure people 20... comparing. I thought Zero people four. were comparing Zelda to the first one at the time. I'm sure, it, yeah, 2017 it came out. Yeah, same year as Zelda Breath same of the Wild. Yeah, that's mad. So, so yeah. I've 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 accepted that. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna have to wait another five years for the next one, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I can deal with it. Um, yeah, it's just you know another one of these exclusives that the PlayStation have that you think, God, just Xbox just don't have anything like this. They really don't. And I mean, Starfield might get there, but yeah. I don't know. Xbox yeah. exclusives lately have been poor. Is, is Starfield a timed exclusive? No, though, no, or it's is full, it a full, full. It is a full exclusive. Yeah. We'll see. When but we then do. No Man's Sky was originally a full exclusive when that first came out on the PS4, and then well... eventually it moved over. So it depends of the the Activision deal and the animosity after it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, think there's because... a single chance that any Bethesda game comes out on PlayStation ever again, but... That's Which just is my a opinion. shame, really. <laughs> I think that's a real shame. But yeah, I don't, you know, as someone, I mean, I've said it before. I have no reason, uh, as long as Microsoft keep Game Pass the way it is, with it being also available on PC. There's literally yeah. no reason for me to get a uh, an Xbox yeah, when true. I've got a PC, when I've got a gaming PC, because mm. I can just play everything on there. There's no incentive for me to go out and get an Xbox. Especially now that I've got a PS5. Mm. So, you know. Well, funnily enough, I did look at Series X's before, but yeah. the problem is, it's just not enough of a. I think with this, if you've got yeah. a PC or a Series S already, the Series X obviously is the more, has some amazing yeah. HD rendering in it, but you want something a little bit different. I'll yeah. be honest, guys, I think Xbox made a mistake. With the Series S, I think it's holding back this entire generation of games. You think? <laughs> yeah, I do. The developers have already said that they can't develop for it like they want to, 
Like, it was a mistake. It should have been just a discless X, yeah. right? It's also got a really... I know, I know it doesn't sound like it's, like it's a big deal, but <laughs> I do think it has a really stupid name. Well... Hey, there's a con- there is a continuity to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 6. Yeah. To, like, the average consumer, I think that... I think sometimes things get lost between the weeds with Xbox consoles. Like, mm. you went from the 360 to the one to then the one x and then the <laughs> series s the series yeah. x like which fucking yeah. console is the is the next gen con- which is the next one mm. you know but on the other side of things with how costs of things are at the moment and we're quite lucky we've got ps5s and that but the actual cost and the package of the series s for the cost mm. and the tech that you get mm. inside it like it's a great way of getting into next gen for people that can't afford yeah. to get yeah, yeah. you know and it's ideal you know i just yeah. um i don't know if um they're going to drop support for it towards the end of the generation they, i don't think they will but i can imagine there's been talks about it inside xbox oh there's i mean realistically there's certain like unreal engine 5 coming out soon that's going to be the real test for it isn't that's it yeah yeah absolutely i just think you know PlayStation just—they've owned the, you know, as you know, I'm not a fanboy at all, like at all. But you, you cannot argue with the fact that PlayStation has had the better of the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, you can't I think, argue with that. I think with Xbox, you've got to say that. Well, Forza Horizon aside. Halo hasn't hit the same notes as no. it did from its past. Halo I, 4 was probably the last really good... Or Halo Reach think, or yeah. Halo 4. I don't think Halo brings enough... In, in, I don't think it brings in enough new players. No. People no. that haven't played no. it before. You've, no. got, you've got that sort of core sort of player base that have always played mm. them. But like yeah. getting in like younger gamers into Halo, I think they don't. They, they want to play Warzone. Yeah, yeah, yeah Warzone. <laughs> and also, the other thing as well, Gears has never... Like, Gears, Gears 4, yeah, a really good Gears game, but you have to be yeah. a fan. Gears 5, yeah. I got a little bit bored. It felt too bulky. Gears 4 was fine. But I think, again, Gears of War, like, you're right. It's, There's not enough. There's not enough. Anything. There's not enough in the Gears IP yeah. for it to span that many games. It's not it's not as fleshed out of a game world mm. for it to be that many games and no. for it to not then okay, feel... lads, this this feels yeah. like a classic conversation we're having right now i feel like i'm like <laughs> did, i feel like i'm happen? 20. yeah yeah <laughs> but then do you never know like like scent you never know what's going to happen forza motorsport could be an absolute game changer yeah. i hope it's I hope it does do well because I'm—I mean, I'm loving Gran Turismo Seven at the moment. I think it yeah. sets a new bar, but Forza Motorsport may up its game. Um, and then Starfield, what he said—that is a big exclusive. Yeah, but yeah. then you know that is big. It is big, um, and they need more. They need. Yeah. They, they need do. Their like, they never know so many games that I've not heard from yeah. in like years, like Fable, yeah. Perfect Dark. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing, yeah. Xbox? Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Fable would be good. A new Fable game would be. Well, it's been announced. It's been announced. It's been announced like three years ago. Like, where is it? They've done that thing that they always do, where they announce things way too early and then just. I mean, it's like, oh well, we just announced it before we even started development. (laughs) Psych. 
<laughs> and it's such a shame because, like, like I said, I'm not a fanboy. I loved my 360. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's where we all met. That's where we all met, guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'm, but, you know what? I I'm not totally against. You know, I I still love the Xbox yeah. like base stuff of it, and I still like Game Pass. But yeah, I think there needs to be a kick up the ass for Microsoft. At they the need they need better exclusives. I think that like they they can still put out a a, a basic console. That's fine. They need the good exclusives. They need their version of Horizon. They need their version of Last of Us. Mm. They need something you know they need their version of spider-man yeah yeah what, yeah what a huge sort of ip for sony to get you know i mean i know they they own it anyway mm. Spider-Man, but there's going to be the wolverine game as yeah well. I, is that an exclusive to sony no, I mean, as well? yeah. Oh. It is, yeah 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 Made by Insomnia. Geez, if that's yeah that's yeah. incredible and anyway. then Anyway, yeah, yeah, we should. Uh, we've. Yeah. Well, what the hell are we talking about? Where'd this go, guys? Where did this go? <laughs> this is. This is a <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, it's it's the exclusive talk. It's the. Yeah. It's the. You know, yet again, you know, Sony are putting it out of the park with another really good exclusive, and and they've, they're just, it's the console to have. I've said it. You've said it. It's true. I've said it. It's true. Um, other than that. Other than that, though, um, we'll, we'll move on from PS5 talk now. I think we've... Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Gushed. Yeah, we gushed over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll mention um, is uh, the third season of The Mandalorian. Oh, been, yes, as I... Um, <laughs> has been airing. Um, yeah. And we've got, as of today, when we're recording this, there's two episodes left. Um, to go, um, and I'm not sure where it's going. I, I mentioned it earlier, mm. jokingly, and Bo-Katan is a main figure in this one. Like I like yeah. her; she's a you know her lore and the story. It's it harks back to the Clone Wars cartoon series, though, because she had a big yeah. story in the Clone Wars TV series. Um, so it seems funny that. We've gone from Mandalorian and Grogu yeah. to then Book of Boba Fett. And now, I mean, I love the whole story about Mandalore and how they're rebuilding it. That's fine. And I like Bo-Katan. I think she's a generally one of the best characters in this universe. But I'm with you, and Ben. I'm obviously very time. important as well, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And I think the thing... I, I don't have an issue with it at all. I think it's a really no, cool storyline. No, I love the, I. the Mandalore stuff. It's yeah. just the structure of the show is a little bit, and I guess just the 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 the, the whole series, all of their series, I guess, in this Mandalorian universe. So I'm including the Book of Boba Fett. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, mild spoiler. I mean, not mild spoilers, but spoilers here if you haven't seen Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian at all. Um, but I'm just I'm 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 confused why we why we had those Book of Boba Fett um, episodes that were basically episodes of the Mandalorian now. Yeah. Because after that happened, I was thinking, oh well, they obviously need Din and Grogu to be together for the yeah. start of season two. That's like they uh, season three even. Um, they obviously need 
to, to bring them back together for a big storyline in season three. And like we've been, we've had season three now. It's like, did we need Grogu to come back into it with this storyline that we're doing? Probably not. He's actually really taken a back seat. I, and, I think and, it's and to so sell toys. <laughs> it's yeah, to sell yeah, toys. Know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. But it just it feels weird when you know you 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 take Boba Fett's show and you literally shoehorn in one and a half, arguably two episodes of The Mandalorian into the Book of Boba Fett, which was only a six-part... Was it only a six-part series? Or a yeah, it was only six. Six, yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, well, there's obviously big plans for Grogu and Din in season three. They have to be together at the start of that season. Otherwise, why else would they do this? And they haven't. And it's like, well, okay, where are they going with it? And I mean, this might all change. You know, I said we've got two episodes left. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like we've got two episodes left, does it? Like that last episode, it didn't feel like it was, you know, episode six of an eight episode season at all. Well, if you like know, the... three or four or two. Yeah. You've heard the news coming out of Star Wars Celebration about the films and all the stuff yeah. that's coming and there is dave filoni is making he's finally doing a film, a film yeah. which ties all this all these things together mm. so i think it ties the mandalorian series I and some of those ties together it comes across like they've changed their mind about yes. what the what the title the mandalorian means yeah because i feel like they they're now sort of changing direction and they're saying oh no the mandalorian means all mandalorians doesn't mean just din Djarin. yeah it means yeah. all of them and like i don't even think they they thought of that with the book of boba fett because i think if that was the case then they'd have still aired that series as an as a series of the mandalorian yeah yeah you know and it probably should have been it's like if you were if you were if you're gonna watch this series right in five ten years time and you're a new person to this franchise you you sit there and you watch Mandalorian season one you watch Mandalorian season two and then naturally you're gonna think oh I'm gonna go and watch season three and you're gonna be so confused at the start of season three like wait what what's happened why is yeah. why is Grogu back what what what's going on. So yeah, of course, just, yeah. It's just that there's. I'm not like overly concerned about it because the Mandalorian has been the best thing that Disney have done with this yeah. with this license. And but there's just this, there's just this, there's this sprinkling of the issue that was with the sequels and this lack of direction that's kind of creeping back into my mind again. It's like, oh, I hope they know where they're going with this. I hope. You know, we're not going into another Rise of Skywalker situation where we're backtracking or we're, you know, trying to fix everything that everyone didn't like or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I know. You know what the thing is? It's it's funny, like, just on this. Do you... And actually, it probably... I'm answering my own question here. I think throwing Boba Fett into the mould kind of created problems they didn't foresee in mm. that all of a sudden they've expanded mando's universe but then 
you're bringing in characters which in Star Wars yeah. lore are cooler than some of the characters yeah, in TV yeah. shows. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you've sort of lost a little bit of direction there because Mando is cool. Like a certain generation of kids, Book of Fett was just like an old man taking over a city. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. But then to others, like myself included, it oh, was... Oh, shit, what happens to Boba Fett yeah, after the yeah. Oh, it, my like, God, oh, amazing. Yeah. But what's happening is that <laughs> now Mando is being put onto the sidelines a little bit. And, you know, oh. that whole thing about the first couple of seasons, it was like a Western. Mando and mm. Grogu, you know, it was adventures as well, and it was really cool. Yeah. And, like, and I think... I think the thing for me, this might, like I said, this might change, and I'm still enjoying this this series. Yeah. Don't get, like yeah, I'm same. just saying that I have this. It, it just it lacks a little bit of, you know. I think because season two and one were so good, especially season mm. two was so good. Yeah. Um, this third season doesn't quite match either of them, but it's still really good. Um, I, th- I I think what they did was they've. There's a few. Because they had some really cool surprises, yeah. I think you're not surprised by as much. No, and and there's not, but also there haven't been that many big moments in this series. No, I really. would say, the, yeah, the big moment I would say was actually, well, probably the bit with Bo Katan. Yeah, in the water. In the last, yeah, and you know, obviously, you saw the um the creature that she yeah, rides yeah. as well. That's that's a big thing for yeah. And Lord. also the whole thing about Mandalore and the Mandalorians, yeah. Yeah. or that you know, the tribe is finding its way again, yeah. and that's big. It's but so then, weird, isn't it? Because yeah. like, it's like I'm talking about it like I'm not enjoying it, but I am enjoying it. Oh no, same. But we love like, it. We think yeah. it's brilliant. I just, I just don't want it to get bogged down in this stuff. I want it to like the reason why it was so good was because of Din and yeah. Grogu. So I want it. I want it to. Like I, I still really, I still really am enjoying it. It's just I hope that it's that it is going somewhere because it has felt a little bit. You know, there's been this. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I, I do. Yeah, I do love I, it. It's just I want. I want it to hit those same heights. I guess. Could the Mandalorian story of the tribe or? as they are, could it be told as a separate entity? As it were, you know, basically... Well, a as, show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, maybe that's what they're moving towards. That, that yeah. it is going to be a separate show. I just want I just want more of Grogu. I will be honest. I mean, maybe it's just the way that Twitter works now, I guess. But I haven't really seen much about it on there from people. But then again, it kind of does just show you what you want to see nowadays. So, <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mainly no, Elon Musk, and blue yeah. ticks. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you don't have a blue tick. Um, yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see. Mm. I just, I'm at, at that sort of. It feels like I don't know what they're building towards, and it's like I'm a bit lost, and I just want it to go back to not being that <laughs> i i wonder because obviously ahsoka comes out in august yeah so i wonder if when mando finishes i wonder if it links into that somehow yeah. and i also then... hope yeah yeah i i do hope that um that series 
becomes like they because as someone who hasn't seen Rebels, but I know generally Rebels is amazing. Um, I preferred it to Clone Wars. The the thing with Rebels and Clone Wars is there's this so much of it. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, there's too much to catch up on. So I hope that that they do make the Ahsoka series accessible for people that haven't seen that stuff. Well, they've already had one of the characters from Rebels in this series of yes. Mando. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's a big character as well. He's a really yeah. cool character. He was at yeah. the um, Rebel bar, the Rebel cantina. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see. I'm still like, like, I know I sound like I'm like dissing it, but I, I, I love this series. Mm. But I just, I, I just hope that it's, it just doesn't feel like we've only got two episodes left, I guess. And I'm and I'm disappointed that nothing huge has happened, not huge, but like something significant that's like going to make me excited for season four, I guess. <laughs> what like Grogu leaping in the air and beating the Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 a Mandalorian kid. Yeah. We'll see, I mean, the, the last two episodes might air, and I'll be like, oh fuck yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about. Mm. But so so <laughs> far, so far, the I would say. Book of the Book of Boba Fett episode had a much bigger thing happen than any of the episodes of this season. Yeah, yeah, but that was uh, I. I also wonder how that episode came about because it could have been a, a standalone Mando episode. So how they decided to put it in Boba Book of yes, Boba Fett? A weird decision. Yeah, I wonder why. I'd love to know why. Uh, but but that, that's what I mean. It's like, oh, is it is it a lack of? Are they? Did they really know what they were doing? Did they? Did they feel like they had to put Din in that show for people to be interested in Book of Boba Fett? Because like let's you, not forget yeah. those best episodes of that Book of Boba Fett were actually those two in the middle with yeah. the big and the, and the one episode. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, talked about it enough. Yeah, I know how you guys are feeling. I met a lot of ago. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Literally, sound like a foreign language, isn't it? <laughs> Why do people listen to this? Why do people listen to us That's talk it. about this shit? It's, 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 it's yeah. like, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's how I hear the Star Trek. Yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. I, I think our listeners no were happy for for Sam's part of the show to bring us out of the Star Wars. Yeah, Star you did. Trek. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what's your song for the week, month, period of time? The week. The year. Can you imagine this if we did this every period. week? I would fucking kill myself. <laughs> this four-month period. Um, so, uh, obviously, Paramore released a new album um, a couple of months ago, and I'm very excited to, in less than two weeks, be going to see them at the O2. Yay! Very nice. excited. Very London. cool, very cool. Um, and, uh, yes, this is one of my favourite songs off the album. It's uh, Running Out of Time. Nice, yeah. you can uh, go and uh, check that out on the old playlist. Nice. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. Just search for Frost Media. Frost, Frost, Frost Media. <laughs> well, thank you ever so much for joining us. This has been more than two hours. Uh, and... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Just think oh, if we'd have done it on the previous recording app you were Well, use. I would have shut you down. I shut you down as soon as you started yeah. talking about fucking, I don't know, Jar Jar Binks. But you did go, <laughs> yeah. 
Jar Jar Binks technically was in the Mandalorian. Oh, I yes, actually, he I have seen that. No, no, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that though, but I don't. I also, yeah. I think that's very nice for the actor. Redemption. Actually, that was a really cool <laughs> bit of that. that yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Will needs to go poop. He does. He does. Thank you ever so much for joining us. We do appreciate your custom, and we hope you're having a lovely spring. Uh, we will see you oh. in the winter. <laughs> winter 2024. That is yes. Oh, that's a bit soon. Oh dear. Got plans. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye bye for now. Bye. Bye. Round of applause, I think, for the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well done.